What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 116 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. This week, we're talking with Dusty. He was able to come in. He didn't make it for the end of the campfire episode. He thought he was going to be able to. He had some stuff come up, so wanted to get him in and talk about the season he had, and we actually hit on a lot of different stuff. We got into a lot of topics from scouting to food plotting to, I mean, you name it. We, we covered a lot of stuff in this episode, so I thought it was really good information. Hopefully, you guys get something out of it. And uh, just again, going back over the season that he had with four bucks being killed in front of him, you know, he shot two. Uh, his son and his daughter both killed really nice deer this year as well. So it was a good season for him, and we kind of got to talk about that. And all that's on Fall Pursuit, too, so you guys can go check that out. But let's get into that conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. All right, we got Dusty in the studios again. I don't remember the last time. Was it before this past season? Did we do one? It wasn't during the season, was it? I I can't remember. I don't remember either. Anyway, we've had your dad on more recently than you this go-round. Yeah. To talk about his season, which turned out pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. To say the least. Yeah, he had a a once-in-a-lifetime probably deal. Hopefully it ain't, but... Right. Almost 350 inches of antler, right? Yeah. Was the first one 140s? Almost right at one forty. Yeah, it was right around one forty something. Pretty heavy, solid deer. I think he was a six and a half year old deer. Yeah, he was a really good deer. Yeah, he was. But <laughs> it was funny when he brought him in. He brought that. He brought both bracks in. It was like it's like when we go to the Iowa show. We talk about that. And like all the one forties up there look like dinks because yeah. everything in the building is one seventy plus. Right for their big buck showcase. When you put the almost two ten next to one forty, oh, it's like yeah, it's crazy. It's I mean. A guy don't realize how big a 200-inch frame deer is. Yeah. I mean, 29-inch main beams. That's hard to appreciate until you actually it, it is. see it's it in person. You hold it in your yeah. hands. You yep. know, I mean, it's, I mean, I've held some big deer in my hands, and that's probably the biggest typical mm-hmm. that I have ever held my hands. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just a giant, giant yep. deer. I think frame-wise, it's the biggest one that I've seen. Yeah. Well, Aside from like the Iowa show, you know right? I mean? Yeah, but like yeah. especially around here, or ones that have been brought in the shop, or you know, that I've you know seen that have been killed. Yeah, yeah. for 20, as far as just a a like you said, a, a typical two hundred plus. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, basic. I mean, some stickers off the bases, and yeah, but not much. No, no, no. I think he only had like nine inches of extra points or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and I think he. He he had six or eight inches broke off. Oh yeah. So yeah. you know you're talking two fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know it's crazy. Uh, I was showing you. Did I show you the shed off that deer? When yeah. It was three. Yep. So yeah, that that was crazy. We kind of I went and started digging through uh, some sheds and stuff, and on our Hamilton County farm, we actually that deer was there at three and a half. Yeah. And he moved six miles yeah. to our other farm. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a frequent deer, I don't really think, but, I mean, he was in and out. Right. You know. Uh, Enough and, where you had a little bit of history with him. Yeah, yeah. We had pictures of him and stuff. Uh, one year, we, we really thought he was in the up, upper 230s, mm-hmm. uh, and which Dad, I, I, I really think Dad shot him at, at eight and a half. Yeah. And uh, he had went down a little bit. 
but just just a super super nice deer. I was, I was just tickled with him. Oh, yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know, honestly, you look at in a lot of the sheds that we were looking at the other night that you got, you see those deer when they're three and a half and four and a half, even in some cases. Mm-hmm. Like at three and a half, that's a deer a lot of people would shoot. Oh yeah, you know and. Yeah. Again, nothing wrong with it if if it's a deer you want to kill, whatever. Yep. You just can't complain about not being able to shoot a two hundred yep. inch deer if you shoot that deer at three. Right. You know, and it's a, that's a testament to the management. It is, you know, and you know, like just this past week, you know, I was talking to you about a neighbor that had shot a deer, mm-hmm. and earlier in the year, he kind of wanted to know what we were passing and stuff like that, and he kind of wanted to get on board. And I mean, the first thing I asked him was, "What's?" what's the biggest deer you've ever killed? And he's like, 138. And I was like, you just need to shoot something bigger than what you've killed. Right. And then, you know, once you get up there to a certain level, then start shooting your age and stuff yeah, like that, right. you know. But you got to get some deer under your belt, you know. We've yep. all done it. I've done it, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, we we killed as many deer as we could, you know, oh, yeah. and stuff. Yep. And that's how I did it. I just started building myself up for a little better deer or if this deer was unique or something mm-hmm. like that. And then I got into hunting what you call trophy deer. Right. And honestly, I mean, I didn't have a lot of fun doing that. It right. It turned into a job. Yep. I mean, I killed some big deer doing it, but it just got to where it was just... Mm-hmm. Man, why am I doing this? Why am I passing some of these deer up? Yep. And anymore, you know, yeah, I'll I'll go hunt a big deer, but most of the time I'm not going to pass five, six-year-old deer up, right. especially six-year-old deer. I, I mean, we let some fives walk this year, but they were some deer that mainly in Hamilton County that we really wanted to let it go yeah. another year because – they can survive down there better than what they can up even at the farm in Wayne County. Right, you know? right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because you were talking about that getting to where it wasn't even fun. Two things when you're, like you said, just try to kill one bigger than what you've killed before. Number yeah. one is once you get to a certain point, you're going to be killing an older age class of deer more times than not. Yeah. Because those three-and-a-half-year-old deer that are 140-plus are few and far between. Mm-hmm. So if you're shooting a 140-inch deer, it's probably at least four and a half right. around here, you know. Right, exactly, yeah. And not only that, but it keeps it fun because you're not like, man, I can't kill nothing. I'm just going out here and sitting and watching all these deer walk by, and yeah. I'm never seeing this 200-inch deer, you know. Right. And like I told him, you know, uh, <laughs> I had suspected he had shot it, you know, and, and couldn't find it, but I didn't know. And uh, I ended up finding it and sending him a picture. and hmm He's like, oh, yeah, man, that's the deer I shot. Yeah. And I was like, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. He's like, I thought he was going to be kind of upset. And I was like, no, I told you, you know. I was like, this is a 150-some-inch deer. Oh, yeah, he's and, really solid deer. And, and I said, he's a four-and-a-half-year-old deer. And I said, we weren't going to shoot him, but I said if he went by one of the kids, they would have shot him. Oh, yeah. You know, because, right. I mean, he was he was kind of a tight rack deer with, I mean, real good mass and stuff on him. Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't have booned unless he'd have got a lot of junk, right? You know, right? But I mean, he already, I mean, he's probably one of those at least ninety percent four year olds. Oh yeah, he was. Know. He was. He he didn't make a good jump from three to four really, mm-hmm. and I I just don't think. I mean, the it's a younger guy that shot him. He he went from a hundred and thirty eight inch <laughs> eight pointer to yeah. 
like a mid one fifties fifteen pointer. Yeah. So I mean, right. You know, I mean, I was happy for him. Exactly. Know? And Harry yeah. thought I was going to be upset. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'd already told him, you know, if you get a chance to shoot him a bigger deer, shoot it. You right. Know? Right. You know. That's We're how. Gonna, you, that's how you got to do it. I think. I mean, we we got a highway, we got roads, we've got everything. I mean, yep. you know, I'd rather someone take that deer than. Right, something else Get happened. Hit by a you car. Know? Yeah. and that's what we were talking about too a couple of days ago. Was it's so with everything out there that's either trying to or can kill them? Yeah, how some of them even make it to five plus? Oh, I know. You and know, it's it's rare that we see a, very many. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, it's <laughs> if we have ten if we have ten bucks coming up in a year, you know, that we think that are going to be pretty good potential deer, we're lucky to get two make it. Yeah. You know, and yep. that's that's just the way it goes. Yep. And you got, I mean, their dispersal, yes. too. They're going to go different yep. places when you yep. get a certain, uh, when they get to a certain age class because they don't like hanging out with each other anymore. Yep. They get hit by cars. They yep. get, you know, coyotes, bobcats, disease, yeah. combination, the weather, you know, everything goes and, into that. And they do move. I mean, we had, oh, yeah. a, we had a big 10 on the Wayne County farm, and uh, he disappeared one year, and then... Clear down in Hamilton County, we started getting pictures of him. I mean, it's weird how he yep. goes from one farm to the other, you yep. know, but they're trying to seek the best they can, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and especially now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's not much food between there and there, you know. Right. I mean, there's just a lot of people think, well, there's, there's 200 acres of corn out there. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> not right now. Not, right. There's not much left, you know. <laughs> right, so, especially now when they need it. You uh-huh. know? So yeah, you're right. It's in a lot of bottom ground. Yeah, and they even that, like the cover, is few and far between in pockets too. And when yeah. you when you get a deer on a river, fence lines, creeks and creek systems and stuff, like they can be three miles away in oh, no yeah. time. They you know, do. especially if they're looking for food. That's what I think. The one I sent you today that I didn't know about, the big body deer. Mm-hmm. That was the 17th, I think, was the date on it. I hadn't seen him all year. That was the only picture I had of him. Of course, I took the camera down shortly after that. But either way, I think he's probably just traveling through there, yeah. trying to f- coming from wherever he was staying in the fall, going to wherever he's going to find food. He'll probably stop there. Right. You know, what was crazy about that deer is his body right now, the size of oh, his yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. He looked like so, a cow. So. It just makes me wonder what he may put into his rack. Cause, exactly. Man, he's got the body he, still. He ain't. Yeah, he ain't going to have to put a lot into his body weight. It doesn't look like because he, yeah, he's no, a he's big, big body deer. He's big. He's uh, the second picture where he kind of starts to turn. He's got a decent rack. Yeah. He's got some decent height and yeah. decent mass. He's one of those deer probably like when you're talking about being shot, he's probably not really going to blow up into something, but just a really solid buck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was sitting Unless, there. like you're talking about, unless all his... Unless all that does go into his rack, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, it can happen. Uh, mm-hmm. What we've seen a lot of times is, uh, so one one year we had this ugly, ugly little eight-pointer. Mm-hmm. Just tight and just, he was ugly. You yeah. Know? And I mean, you'd think, oh, gosh, my person might just want to shoot Put him out of his misery. Know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that deer was killed. I, I think he was two when we was like, well, he's, he's just ugly. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, I'm, I'm about positive he was five when he was killed. He was five or six when he was killed. Mm-hmm. And that deer ended up going 176 with all of his junk and stuff. Crazy. And that's that's just, that just shows you 
you know, especially the two year old deer and stuff, what they can, what mm-hmm. they can do, you know, even, even our eights and stuff. I've, I've seen them, you know, they may have that 140 inch frame, but when they throw 20, 25 inches of junk on them. Oh yeah. So, I mean, yep. you're, you're getting a better quality deer, you know, far yeah. as, if you score and as far as character goes. and yeah. stuff like that, you yeah. know. Uh, and that's one of those, there's again, so many variables, but like even the weather, like we've had two really poor late summer and falls in a row, yeah. which is going to affect these deer that were two years old, two years ago. They're probably not at four now. They're probably not what they could have been had we had good, you know, rain there right. during the summertime and in the fall, like right. we could have had better nutrition for them and they might've been bigger deer now. Yeah. So um, talking about that too, a lot of the. Not a lot, but probably half of the, my deer that I thought were four this year, they were some of the most run-down deer this year that I've seen. Yeah. And I know that they're going to have to put a lot into that body. And, yep. and this makes me wonder what type of jump will they have. Yep. I'm hoping for that real wet spring to get mm-hmm. that big jump. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, All that stuff compounds, too, because like you're saying, if they have one bad year of weather. Then they're not as healthy going into the winter. Then they're not as healthy coming out of the winter. So then when they're starting to grow their antlers, they're still trying to have to put body weight back on. So not as much as going to their antlers. So then they're already behind for the next year. And then if you have another bad year, it just compounds and goes on. And then next thing you know, they're six years old and they're pretty much what they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's probably some deer and you've got sheds to prove it. And, you know, you hear guys talk about it that. There are deer that make jumps from six to seven or, or five to six. You know, and, yeah, I mean, I, I'd call it rare occasions. Right. Uh, you know, I I think most of the time at, at six and a half, you know, mm-hmm. the majority is going to be everything that he's going to be as yep. far as even junk. And, yep. and I just really think that's their prime year. Yeah. Uh, four and a half, they definitely got their frame. Yeah. You know, uh, but I if they're going to junk up, they'll usually junk up a little bit later. After four. Know? Yeah. yeah. You, usually. I mean, a lot, of, sometimes, you know, you can get some, some three-year-olds that's starting to show junk and stuff yep. already, you know, but, yep. and it, but the majority of the time, it seems like that five and six year, that's when they're starting to get them kickers on the bases and mm-hmm. maybe some kickers off their G2s and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. That's, uh, that deer over the cabin, the shed buck, he, at, I had a picture of him at two and a half and he had split brows and he had, the goofy inside point on the one side. So he did have some junk, but then it wasn't until last year at four and a half, he put on one flyer on a two. And then this year at five and a half, he had matching flyers uh, and another extra point. So just like you're saying, he, he had some junk when he was younger, but he still even added more at five and a half than yeah. he had at four and two. I don't know what he did at three. Cause he wasn't around, but right. right. Yep. And that's like, you're talking about sheds and stuff like that. So the deer on dad's, his 200 at three and a half, he would have probably maybe almost booned. Mm-hmm. And he, he might have booned at right. three and a half. So, you know, you get a three and a half deer, you're that big. I mean, most of the time, if everything goes right, he's he's going to get up there yeah. high. You right, know? right. Even at, like, like you said, even a few years ago, he was considerably bigger than he was now. So, like, that yeah. deer at four years old is probably pushing 200. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and then five and six, obviously. Yeah. Which... It makes them hard to pass at three and four. Uh, it does. But if that's what your goal is, then you got to do it. Oh man, I you know. 
I passed an absolutely stud this year during gun season. Yeah, that deer, oh <laughs> there's gosh. a giant. I kept I messaged George and I was like, I just passed up a huge three year old, and I, I said he is huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him I was like, man, he's he's got a a fork on his left side, you know. And then he's like, well, is it the deer that's been up here? And I was like, oh, maybe. And then. I looked at the pictures. Well, that deer's forked on the right side, and we thought he was a four-year-old. Yeah. And we really think he is a four-year-old, and this deer, we're pretty sure, is just a three-year-old, and he's bigger than a four-year-old. Yeah. And, you know, he he stepped out about 70 yards of a thicket, and uh, it's honestly, it's just a good thing that he was walking toward me. Yeah. <laughs> Because at 70 yards, I was engaged. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they step out, they're that yeah, big. He, he was getting ready. If if he was going to come on and pretty much just walk broadside, you know, I'd already made up my mind I was going to shoot him because, I mean, he's just big off his head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mainframe six by seven, I think's what he was. And uh, I thought, well, heck, he's coming at you. Just let him come on up here. and Right. Get closer. Sh- sure thing, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. You know, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I'd have been shooting at him. <laughs> yeah, at 70. Yeah. I'd have been shooting at him 70, yeah. and then about 95, and about 120, yeah. whenever I could get the next one racked in. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so he started walking up through there, and I'm looking at him, you know, through the binoculars, and I'm like, man, he really hasn't got a lot of mass, and his neck's really not swollen. And mm-hmm. Like, oh man, that deer's young, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I watched him walk on by, and uh, I told George, I said, "Man, I said I think I really screwed up." Well, the other day I got a picture of him. He shed one side, and George's like, "Screw up now." I was like, "I'll (laughs) tell you next year if I kill him." (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's at least high one sixties already, you know. So, Mm -hmm. which if he if he everything he makes it till next year, I mean, yeah. That kind of leads into what I into your season because you know if if your goal is to shoot them at their highest scoring years or whatever, you got to pass them there, and then go shoot the five and a half plus year old deer, right. even if they're not as high scoring, which is what you ended up killing two really nice right. mature deer this year. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, like I said earlier, you know, once you kill some big deer and stuff like that, I mean, I've been fortunate to kill kill several really really nice deer mm-hmm. and anymore if i get it if and it's a lot to do with the hunt with me too if you know if i if i got a buck that's patterned you know and and uh i'm like man that dude's like this buck here that i the last one i killed a mm-hmm. nine and a half year old buck you know i went in there thinking i had a pretty good chance at him and yeah by far he's not near the highest scoring deer i've ever killed right. you know but I was I was really happy with that deer this year. Oh yeah, you know I mean it's just uh, and like you said, once you kill some bigger deer, it's it's to me. I mean I'll hunt for a bigger deer for a while, you know. But like I always say, I usually kill a really nice deer yeah. hunting a big deer, right? Because which is a pretty good consolation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know? Uh, and I've I've hunted a big deer. I hunted a big twelve pointer in, in Jefferson County one year that I thought was gonna push that Pope and Young record. I mean, mm-hmm. I really thought he was he was probably two oh five to two ten. Yeah. And he was clean. And I hunted that deer so hard 
and it almost made me to where I didn't want to hunt anymore. Yep. Because I let some big, big deer walk that year and uh, got close to him twice, but never, never did get a shot at him. Right. Uh, but, but he was a he was a giant deer, and after that year there, I never seen him again. So mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to him? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you could have shot those other deer. Yeah. Exactly. And it, <laughs> but and I was carrying a camera with me too, and. Uh, there was one day that I was hunting, and I had a buck come up through there, and I was like, man, that's a really nice deer. And uh, I just, my bow was on the hanger. That's back when I could still use a bow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was walking up through there, and he he was coming out of a thicket, and uh, I had the camera on him. <laughs> when he steps out in the open, you can hear me go, oh, crap. <laughs> and then the camera goes down because he probably had 10, 12-inch brows on him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my. Gosh. Yeah, and that that right there should I be holding like, my bow instead of the what camera. Am, what am I doing out right. here? You know. And yep. So, yeah, that's kind of this. That's, that deer there put the end of uh, going and just trying to kill the biggest deer. Yeah. It's just it just wasn't fun, you know. Yep. If you guys are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, Rodney Hawkins is a guy you need to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in Southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They do residential properties, but they also do a ton of recreational property sales as well. Rodney himself sold over $7 million worth of properties last year alone. They've got agents like him all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, what might be available, or even getting your property listed if you're looking to get rid of one and maybe get into something else, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors that currently has products from Radix Hunting, Tactcam Trail Cameras, Camo Dust, and he's adding new stuff all the time. So if you're interested in any of that, Go over to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. Email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. That's one thing that I think is kind of placed to my benefit there, uh, not only up north of town. It's just It's a bigger farm, but the way it lays out, it doesn't hunt big. Mm-hmm. And there's neighbors everywhere, right? And then just over on the 10 acres, like I'm happy. If it's four-and-a-half-year-old solid buck, you know, like 140s plus, I'm going to be tickled to death with that on either of those farms. Yeah. Because the size of them, the way they hunt, you know what I right. mean? So, right. like, sure, I'm going over there to the cabin hunting that, you know, booner potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he probably would have gone 70s this year. I'm hunting him, but if the 145-inch, you know, four-and-a-half-year-old 10-point steps out, I'll probably shoot him too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, you you got to hunt where your neighbors hunt. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got... Uh, down farther in Hamilton County, I got a hundred acre piece down in there, and uh, it was a gold mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, nothing against the outfitting or anything like that. They run their business and stuff like that. Uh, their their deer, mature wise, is four and a half. Yeah, some of their guys make mistakes and shoot really good three year olds. Right. You know, but this year, I mean, they just hammered them, and it made me sick. And mm-hmm. I was like. I wasn't mad or anything like that, right? Because you're talking like a lot of, a lot of southern guys coming up, mm-hmm. and they're killing four year old deer that are most of them were one forties to one sixty, right? So I mean, yeah, I'm but you're sure. still kind of thinking like, man, what could have been next year? Yeah, you know? yeah. You're always gonna have that in the back of your mind. It, it, it was, you know, and 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 most of them were tens and. Mm-hmm. And some, I think they killed a couple of twelves and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, and they did kill some mature deer too, right? But boy, next year, 
I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens because the amount of deer that they killed there. Right. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what moves in now. Mm-hmm. Or, or that we, definitely uh, happens too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Are Are we going to get some bigger, older deer move in since a lot of these four year olds are gone? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it it may turn into something next year. That's maybe it's better. Maybe I'll have some yeah. higher, older deer in there. Yeah. You know. So. Two. Well, Nate's two biggest deer. The six by five he killed this year. And then that the funky eight that he killed two years ago, we kind of think that part of that is why he killed those two deer. Uh, the funky eight especially, there was a great big, like, I mean, 250-plus pound, just eight point, you know, mm-hmm. the big bully buck hanging around in there. Well, they ended up finding him dead, and it wasn't too long after that that funky eight was a lot more active. He was a lot more killable, and that's when they ended up killing him. Same way with this six by five. He would get pictures of him, you know, occasionally and he was huntable but the neighbors killed another big bodied uh, i think it might have been a 10 you know 140s mm-hmm. like solid deer but not a giant but just a bully yeah and then that six by five would just all over the place and that deer was no slouch like i'm sure he was a bully too but even still in that case yeah that deer became the dominant the dominant buck yes. yeah. and then he was all over the place in daylight and then he ended yeah. up killing him yeah. with the gun so yeah. that that definitely happens oh it does yeah that's you know one thing that happens to us some is we'll get too many six, seven, eight-year-old deer on us. Mm-hmm. And you see that that five-year-old killed half a mile away that's in the 180s. Yep. You know, and our big older deer that are in the 130s or, right. or so, they just, just push them out. I mean, yeah. I mean. Those bucks, you know, those they're not going to want to come in there and get beat up all the time, you know. Uh-uh. I mean, so that's one thing that I've got to work on this year. Uh, so you're going to come down and help me do that a <laughs> yeah. bit. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so I think we got seven or eight bucks in there this year that really need to go next year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully yeah, we and, can work on that a little bit. Yeah, and there was a handful of them that even the last few days I hunted this year that got a lot of video of them, and you ended up having a bunch of pictures of them when you pulled those cameras. Yeah. That, like you're talking about those older age class deer that aren't necessarily high scoring, but yeah. if you take them out, they leave, they make room for other deer to move in, yeah. you know. And they're, you know, like you're talking about, absolutely trophy deer. Oh yeah. You know, mature. Yeah. Maturity wise, so, which is kind of where I'm at too, like. I would rather shoot the 140-inch 5-plus-year-old deer than the 150, 160-inch 3-year-old. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just there is more of a challenge to it, I think, you know. And that's not to say anything, again, bad about anybody that's shooting the 3-year-old. Just right. me personally, that's right. That's why I, why I do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, there, there is a little more, you know. I mean, that 3-year-old, that he's, he's going to be lucky to make it through the year just mm-hmm. because he moves so much. Yeah. Know? But, you know, late season, if you can get on them older deer, you can, man, you can kill them. Yep. You they know? get real patternable again. They do. You know, and, and they're, I, I'm sure you've seen setting over some of them beans and stuff that, that I mean, they'll come out pretty early. So, oh, yeah. You know? Yep. And it was, you know, got a handful of them were the same deer every time I was out there. You know, yeah. I saw uh, that six pointer showed up, or that seven showed up maybe the second night I hunted, but then he was back. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd moved in probably and then was back but mm-hmm. uh like if i saw this deer the first night i saw him again the second night if i saw a new one the second night i saw him again the third night it was just 
they kind of kept adding. And if I saw them a time before, I was pretty much guaranteed to see them again, just like you're yeah. talking about. They found the food. They're going to get out there pretty early. That yeah. that three-year-old ate that you had, that day you had sent me a picture of him and said, hey, if you see this deer, you know, he might be, you know, he might be one to go. Right. And then he stepped out. And he ended up being younger than what he looked like in the picture. Yeah. But yeah. he was out there at 2.30. Yeah. Maybe 2 o'clock, 2.15, right. something like that. Yeah, that's that's crazy on how early some of them come mm-hmm. out, you know. I mean. It was interesting to me, too, to on the new deer. Because, you know, the ones that live there all the time, you know they're used to the trains coming through and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, when I was out there a couple times when the trains would come through, some of the deer would, like, lose their mind. Because <laughs> it's echoing off the trees. They don't know which direction it's coming from. And they're freaking out. And then it comes by and they take off running. Yeah. It's like, you know, these have to be new deer that moved yep. in. You know, yep. they're just not used to it. Yeah. And then, it was it was interesting to watch. And there'll, there'll be some that won't even really pay attention at all oh yeah you know i yep. mean they won't even hardly look or anything yeah yeah you can you can tell the new deer <laughs> mm-hmm. sometimes when you're sitting in that shooting house too when i walk out and he'll be like a uh-huh. bird dogging you, you know? <laughs> yep. there were a couple of those What's that? Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. but it was you could tell the the ones that were like residents too mm-hmm. because as the train was coming they were like hey, whatever not paying attention right while the other ones are freaking out mm-hmm. well then it wasn't until the other ones took off running that the ones that I figure were probably residents were like, okay, this is weird. I'm taking off too, but it yeah. was because the other ones were running, not because of the train, right? right? So, right. but that's also I thought just a, another more proof that if you have the food in the late season, you're going to pull in a lot of deer because oh, yeah. there there were so many deer, yeah, pouring into that field because, like you said, there's just not a ton of food around this right. time of year, right? Even late season. I'd I'd like to get at least from like mid. Uh, I mean, like at least at least like mid December, cold weather all the way to yeah. the end. Yeah, and just see what does show up, and mm-hmm. and, and hope I had a tag at that time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we had a real cold winter, like yeah. it got cold there at the end, that's yeah. what I think had a oh, lot of those yeah. deer out there. Yeah. There's there's a lot of deer. There's a lot of other newer bucks that came in too. Yeah. And it wouldn't even have to be that cold. We're just talking like, you know, if we get highs in the 20s. Yeah. For, yeah. From mid December on, like you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And it, it, they've, they've got to go to the food. Yep. I mean, and, and I think those deer that showed up this year, if they've never been there, they'll be back next year. Yeah. You know, if, if they make it, you know, yep. they're, they're not going to forget about it. Exactly. Yeah. And even if it's, it might be earlier, even. Mm-hmm. If not, it's, they're probably definitely going to be back late season. Yeah. But they might even come back earlier. Yeah. And I think bucks especially will find the food in the winter, and then there's a lot of does there. And then they'll come through that in the rut, mm-hmm. and that'll be part of their – maybe that's where they make their excursion. Yeah. You know, like I think their research says that most of them will make at least one excursion on average of like two miles every yeah. year during the rut. Yep. I think a lot of times they go back to their summer ranges mm-hmm. and check that, where they're not staying in the fall, but they were there in the summer with the does. Right. Right. But that's another instance where, like, if they go in there in the late winter, if they're cruising looking for food in January, and they find a spot, and there's all these deer around, why yeah. wouldn't they come back and right. check it in the road? Yeah. Oh, yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had uh, a couple pictures of bucks that uh, I didn't even know was there this year until I was – I I've got more cameras to pull, but I've been pulling some of my just regular cameras. and mm-hmm. I had a picture of one there at the house – that I was like, oh my gosh, he was there for one complete day in daylight all yeah. day, and I mean, he was a stud. I mean, a really, really big deer, and 
if I'd known he was there, oh, he was so killable. Yeah. I mean, yep. just so killable he was. I mean, because he, he was coming through the same area four, at least four times that day he came through there. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy to access. <laughs> yeah. And I you could have like, just oh, slipped in gosh. on him. <laughs> yep. That's but, the cell cameras have made a huge difference for me on that 10 acre piece because that's what they'll do there a lot of times. I've yeah. now the last couple of years since I've had a little bit of food on there, I'll get deer that they're still not staying there, but they're making it more of a frequency. I mean, they're more frequently using it as part of their home range, I think. But a lot of times I'll have a buck move in for a week, 10 days, and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's the window. So if I can get a cell camera picture of him at 8 that morning, or even I, I've had multiple occasions where I'll get one at midnight, and then the next morning at seven thirty, eight o'clock, he's back through there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why I haven't killed him doing that? Don't ask me yep. because they've done it three or four times and I just haven't been there. Yep. But the deer, uh, I hunted for two years called King. Uh, it, the cell cam got him killed this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when he was there, you had to hunt him because I mean, that, that thing was like a ghost to me. I yeah. Mean, he was just, and when you got a picture of him, you would look at the, what the wind was and stuff like that. And you're like, Man, I couldn't hunt it. Can't do anything you with know, it. Yeah. The setup I got, yeah, I'm in a funnel and everything like that. But if I've got does and stuff that come first, if I hunt him on an iffy wind, and the does, there's several there, and they're, they're always coming out early usually. Mm-hmm. And I'll get busted. Yep. You know, I mean, no matter what I do or anything like that, I'm, you're not going to beat their nose. Nope. You nope. Know? And he was there two days in a row. And uh, my uncle, he got like a, a pretty decent wind on him, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna try him." So he he tried him one day, didn't have no luck. Mm-hmm. He passed up a super nice buck that had a broken G two that was actually he was a stud. And uh, the second, I think it was the second time, second or third time he went in and hunted him. That buck was the first buck that came by at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And this is middle of January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, I think, some reason. Or middle of the first week or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking he killed him, like, on the 7th or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and then what was crazy about this is this deer, he's coming down through there, and George, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that deer, you know. And he was kind of moving through an area. He could catch glimpses of him, but, I mean, his rack was big enough. And mm-hmm. He's like, man, he's a shooter no matter what, you right. know, just big old deer. He grunted at that deer, and he just turned and came walked right to him. Mm-hmm. January 6th or 7th, or whatever <laughs> yeah. you shot him, you know. Yep. I'm like, come on. Right. <laughs> that, I I really contemplated grunting at that 7 the second time he came out because the first time, I told you this, I don't know if I said it on here. I probably did, but he came out later, and then he was the last deer in the field. Well, there were still deer dinging around in the field behind me, mm-hmm. and I think either he caught a glimpse of them or heard something that he thought was another buck just because of the way he came. It looked, it was like you'd grunted at him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just, ears perked up and then on a, a line yeah. to about 50 yards, mm-hmm. and I I wonder if I wouldn't have grunted at him the second time if he might not have done the same thing if he heard it, but yeah, it was uh, early, so I didn't. If you guys plant food plots and you don't know who Grandpa Ray Outdoors is, you need to look him up. 
They specialize in providing the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods with over 14 different food plot blends to choose from. You won't have any trouble finding what you're looking for. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it. When it comes to planting, they've got it. They're not just about selling the products, though. They were started in 2015. John, the owner, has been in the business since 1991. So with that knowledge that he's acquired, he's going to be able to answer any questions you have about what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. Like us, John and his team don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They're going to treat you and your situation individually. We've used tons of their seed on client properties, on our own properties, and the results have always been as good, if not better, than advertised. That's why we partnered with them in the first place. If you want to, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com, use the discount code RHOPODCAST, that's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off your entire order there. You guys need to go check them out if you care about getting the most bang for your buck when it comes to your food plots. I was thinking, too, that it could have really helped you or it could have hurt you. I mean, right. it's a decoy, you know, even, yeah. you know. I had that thought, too. You know, I mean, I, I, I could have ran a decoy it's, out there. I mean, day. it's like, that's one of those rolling the dice, though, because if, if they're deer that come out early and they're, you know, kind of, like, sketchy about it, yeah. then it might hurt you. But yeah. if he's, the like, there, he was out by himself. He wasn't the first deer. But he was one of the first deer, and mm-hmm. if he'd have popped his head over the hill and saw it, maybe yeah. you know. And I don't have I don't have a lot of deer that I've ever really had said that spooked off that DS decoy. Mm-hmm. You know, they look so real. You yeah, know? <laughs> right. I mean, you can you can take a picture of it and send it to somebody, and they'd be like, "Why aren't you shooting?" Well, <laughs> yeah, he's a decoy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's plastic. Yeah. Been rolling around my broad end <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. I, I I got one that we're, I'm gonna have to try this year. Uh, when we went to the ATA. We met the guy from Flambeau, their mm-hmm. marketing manager, and he sent us home with one. So it's the they just came out with it this year, and I thought it was funny their reasoning. Being a Midwestern hunting guy, mm-hmm. it was kind of funny, but I get it for some of the places they're talking about, especially down south. He said the bigger Flambeau buck, that's more like the one you've got, mm-hmm. bigger bodied, a little bigger rack. They call him the hoss, maybe. Maybe I think maybe. Mm-hmm. He said that one was scaring some of the bucks that these guys were trying to shoot he said they would pop out a like they would pop out and see him and they would just like lock up (laughs) and turn and go the other way because he was like too dominant right and i'm like this like 120 inch you know deer but up here that wouldn't happen right but a lot of places i get it so they came out with this one that is the same size as their does Mm -hmm. and then they had the doe decoy and actually i went ahead and i took the doe decoy because i figured if they had somebody else that wanted them to take the buck but like he said, he said the the littler buck is the same size as the doe. They're built off the same. They just put antlers on it. So he's mm-hmm. like, you could throw antlers on this thing, and it's the same deal. So yeah. I'm going to mess around with that some. I'll use it as a doe this year, and then I'll, mm-hmm. if I want to, I'll put some antlers on it. So I'm kind of curious to see because yeah. that's fun. Oh, it, it is. I've, I've killed some really good deer off of decoys, and uh, it's fun. Uh, sometimes, you know, Dad's got a decoy. George got some decoys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll pile all three of them up and take them in, you know. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how sometimes it works. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could be. And most of the time, I'm I'm sitting over like an 80-acre cut cornfield. Mm-hmm. And it's usually later in the year. And them bucks come out, and they'll see them. And they'll just automatically just start walking to them. Yep. You know. I think that's the scenarios where they're so useful. Is like if you got. Especially like up there north on the north farm that I got. 
like this year especially, where there's no cut corn, where they're going to be feeding through it and coming to me, if they got no other reason to come down where you're at, but you can't get to where they're coming out at because of the wind or access or whatever, it's a reason for them to come to you. Right. You know? Right. They get out there and they see that, and it's just like, they got to go check it out. It is, yeah. You know? Yeah. As much credit as we give them for being smart sometimes, they're still pretty dumb animals there's, when, there's, when it comes to certain things. There's you know? sometimes that it's, it's, a, it's a click, and, you know, I think you could just almost jump up and down when they're locked in, mm-hmm. and, and they're just so locked in, you know. Especially that, that last, like, probably 30 yards if they start sidestepping and stuff. Yeah. Like like you said, you jump up and down and scream at yeah. them. Like, yeah, they're just, can. no, they're ready to fight. One of the... I killed a really good 11-pointer one year, and at the time it was the biggest deer I ever killed. And uh, he came down through there and was watching my decoy. And I thought, any time he's going to posture. Well, he came on into the fence row, and I was like, oh, man, he didn't do what I thought he was going to do. You mm-hmm. know? All I did was give a little grunt to him, and next thing I know, he's coming out of the fence row with his ears pinned back, and... I mean, he came 15 yards whack. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just one little thing just turned him, you yep. know. He was just waiting for that guy to say something to him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do it. Just say yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it just totally flipped a switch on him, you know. Yep. He, he was coming over to kick his butt. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's get into your your season a little bit this year. That The first deer you killed was that one – he was kind of a flyer buck, but also it kind of was just his G2 that had laid back, yeah, right? Yeah, he was a, a, I guess you'd call it a, a velvet damage. Yeah, know? that's yeah. what it looked like for yeah. sure. Yeah, he, he was a pretty nice deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only, let me think about this, the only bow kill buck that we actually got on video. Barely. It was barely, barely. <laughs> but he was on camera. He yeah. was in frame. Yeah. Yeah, and in I, focus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching him, and uh, and he was kind of in some thick stuff, and then I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot that deer," you mm-hmm. know. So I'm, I'm getting everything ready, and and I, I, I looked at the camera, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's where I'm gonna try to shoot him at," because he was pretty much coming to straight line. Mm-hmm. And I thought where I stopped him at, he was almost in the middle, because I really wasn't paying attention right. to the camera. Once time. you said it, yeah. it stopped. You're like, okay, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I shot, and then uh, ended, I ended up getting it on him and uh, mm-hmm. went up to the ridge. And, of course, he, he almost made it to the top, and then he decided to fall down that big ridge. <laughs> of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, he's such a small deer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and the the guy that I hunt on there, we was like, oh my gosh, we're about to have a heart attack getting uh-huh. him out of here. <laughs> yep. They so, never make it any easier. No, no. Rarely. But yeah, that 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 deer there, that, that was a pretty good hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the last the last deer, which my two favorite hunts this year are both my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dawson's deer. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, honestly, it couldn't have went any better. Oh, know? yeah, that's perfect. Everything went great. And yep. Opening Dawson, day of your season, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And Dawson, Dawson put a good shot on him. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I do with the kids. We shoot a bunch. And most of the time when they pull the trigger, I'm pretty sure it's a dead deer. You can be confident. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they both hammered both of them. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that big deer Kelby shot uh, a few years ago, you know, the first time she shot at it, I mean, it was 150 yards. Was it? Yeah. And 
Anyways, she actually missed him then because it, it was all a big, like, crazy deal. Uh-huh. You know? He come running into the doge, you know, out there. and Not, not that they were... It was rut or anything. He was just like, "Hey, there they all are. I'm gonna come out right. and run into exactly." Them, you know? And we was thinking it was a, it was what we called the big eight, you know. And mm-hmm. I wasn't looking at the rack anymore. I was with the rangefinder ranging him, and I told Kelby, I was like, second dot, you know." She shoots and he runs out there and stands, and I was like, second dot." <laughs> she shot, and then yeah. I could tell she hit him hard. Mm-hmm. Well, he he runs out there to like a little over two hundred. And I'm like, man, I wonder if she can hit him again. And I was like, third dot. Boom. Knocked him down out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, Holy cow. You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then it was something when we found the deer because it was not the deer I thought it was. Right. You know. Yeah, that was a giant. Oh, yeah. You know, the deer the deer put on at least 25 inches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, yep. it, was, it was a giant deer. Just mm-hmm. really a giant deer. So, yeah, Dawson's hunt went great. Uh, that was the second buck he's ever killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just, he's, I think he's hooked. I really do. Uh, yeah. He's talking more and more and more into, about, into hunting, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he loves squirrel hunting right now for some reason. Yeah. He really likes doing that and stuff. Yep. So, anything to get him out there. Uh, he calls a little bit with me. We got into doing some coon hunting this year. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was a blast with the boys. Uh huh. So I mean that that little stuff like that always helps for the deer hunting and stuff. Oh you know, yeah, the deer hunting's kind of a bonus. Uh, yep. But just taking, I get more of a kick out of taking them than I do hunting. Oh yeah, you know? I'm sure. Kelby's deer, you know, I didn't even see it when it come in, mm-hmm. and she's just like big buck, big buck, you know, and I'm like, oh, I can't even see this thing. She's like, he's looking right at me. I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) Right. So I'm trying to get the camera ready and everything. And, and he comes out where I can actually see him a little bit, but I cannot get the camera where it's comfortable to Mm -hmm. actually get it on where I thought I'd have it on film. Great. So I'm snuggled up there closer to the not the end of the barrel but closer to the barrel than i wanted to be you know? <laughs> oh yeah and yep. i'm holding the camera out hoping everything's on there you know uh-huh and i could tell he's he's bird dog just because oh yeah she's moving trying trying to get to to shoot him and everything and and uh so i was just like well we're here to kill a deer you're right you know? kill him <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and she shoots and the honeysuckle blows off the blind. <laughs> it was awesome. I tried to, to jump up to get the, and I'm like, gosh dang, he's gone already. Oh you yeah. Know? I mean, he was out of there quick. He was. And which you could see that on the video, like you could see that he was he was locked onto that blind. Oh yeah. And then he was just gone. Oh yeah. As soon as it hit him, yeah, he was out. And and we go to track the deer, and I'm like, man, we can't find no blood anywhere, you know, and and. I'm colorblind, so I'm just kind of like the guy that walks around with a flashlight. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Every once in a while, I'm like, hey, I found blood, you know? <laughs> when it's about the size yeah. of a, a plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. got to be shining and everything, uh-huh. you know? And it's funny because Dad and any of them, that, uh, I always I go with all of them all the time, track deer. Mm-hmm. I think they use me to drag them. But <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when he was uh, Dad and them, they've got to where, like, they'll find blood and they'll actually point their finger all the way down to their blood 
and over the years they've just you know hey this is it you know and i can kind of get a, a the shine on it and the color right. at the time then i can kind of see it you yeah know, a little bit but it's still tough but anyway she ended up picking up the blood trail and trailing that whole deer pretty much by herself yeah and then we got up there and i'm sitting there thinking oh my gosh how are we gonna get this thing out of here you mm-hmm. know and uh, it was it was awful. We only had to drag that thing like sixty yards, but it was oh, man. terrible. <laughs> that was a big deer too. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is like, another thing you could see on the camera, even though it wasn't like real zoomed in or anything. Like you could still tell that he was a big boxy bodied oh, yeah. deer. I yeah, mean. he was short legs yep. and everything. You know. Yep. And it seems like a lot of your older deer they really get that big brown patch mm-hmm. on top of their head. You know. Yep. It's crazy how much they're. The shape and the color of their head changes as they get older, yeah. and I I think that's the easiest way, because it's there's not a real easy way if you don't have history with them to tell four and a half, five and a half, six and a half. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest difference between four and a half and five and a half a lot of time is their head, it like is. just the shape of it, and like you're saying, the color. And you just kind of when you see enough of them, you just kind of can start to tell that like that's an older deer. Yeah. You so know? one thing that I learned on telling deer <laughs> that from four to five and stuff like that. A deer, and I, I never really knew knew this is what it was, but a deer, especially after four, they they swell around their eyes. Yeah. And they get a squinty eye. Yeah. So they're not wide-eyed looking and young looking. They're, right. They're more of a squinty-eyed deer. Mm-hmm. And that's usually, unless I, unless I know the deer for sure, you know, that's usually how I can say, man, he's at least five and a half, mm-hmm. you know. And you get the big chest that just flows into the, right. the body. You know that's right. a, that's a giveaway too. You know? Yeah, you you get some some four year olds that'll start to get a little bit of sway in them. You know, or like the sagging gut. But a lot of times that's you can tell that is an older deer too. But it's right. funny you said that about their eyes because like if I get a deer in here that's one of those, like you can just tell he's five plus yeah. when I'm doing the taxidermy. I'll try to make them just a little bit less wide-eyed you know because mm-hmm. like deer in general are pretty wide-eyed yeah. kind of bug-eyed looking oh yeah but i'll try to shrink those down just a little bit it doesn't always work out like i want it to right but right. yeah i've noticed that they do they and i didn't know that they swell i didn't know that they actually swell i couldn't have eyes. told you that why it was it just yeah you know it does look different yeah yep yeah and i can't remember uh who i was listening to that started talking about that you know i was like well that makes a lot of sense because the older deer that i see usually they're they're kind of a tight eyed, mm-hmm. you know, a squinty eyed looking deer. Yep. But yeah, and back to Ke- back to Kelby's hunt real quick, you know, I mean her emotions and stuff. Oh is yeah. What's, what's great, you yep. know. Uh, I've actually got a film of her shooting her very first deer uh with a bow and uh <laughs> it was just it was unbelievable, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's her emotions and everything like that and and, and like you see guys on on TV that have been doing it a long time, whatever. Like some of them, you can tell they're faking like the over the top excitement kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I have more appreciation for the guys that are like, you can tell they're excited, but they're like overacting. Yeah. Like if you look at uh, Blake's buck when he killed High Rise this year, yeah. and Kelby's like, yeah, you know, like that's real. This is a real thing, and yeah. that's people enjoy watching that. I enjoy watching. That. I every time I watch either one of those, I smile the whole time. You yeah, know? oh yeah, it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is, I, and it I, takes you back to when you, exactly. you know, when you were that way. Exactly. Yeah, and that that's one thing that that I wish that I could 
could get back, you know, uh, mm-hmm. is the excitement. You right. Know? I mean, I can remember the first drop tying deer I ever shot. And uh, he came in and, and he turned and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's got drop tines. Well, then I, I about lost it just because <laughs> he had the drop <laughs> right. tine, you know. Right. And I shot him and, and everything just worked perfect, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got a real good double lung shot on him and everything. And twice when I tried to get out of my stand, I had to go back up and, and thought I had my safety belt undone. I was yeah. so excited, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I had to get down to go to the house to call dad because it was before we had cell phones. Right, you didn't have a phone in your pocket. Yep. <laughs> and I can remember calling dad and dad's like, hey, man, you're going to have to settle down. You're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, <know>? slow down. <laughs> I was like, he's the biggest deer. You I've don't seen. understand. <laughs> he's like, every deer is the biggest deer you've ever seen. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and I do, I, I get excited my own ways, you know? Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I was pretty excited about shooting that last year, this year. You yeah. Know? I mean, I, I liked him. I liked the way his rack mm-hmm. was and everything. And, and you just, got to watch that deer for a little bit, oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, out there I, feeding in the, and you had beans and, did you have uh, brassicas in those beans? Just beans in that one. Just beans in that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was some green stuff under it, but. Uh, there's. Whatever that broad leaf that comes up. And, just uh, the natural stuff. Yeah, just yeah. the natural stuff, you know. Yeah. I tried that one year. I tried uh, one of our food plots, and I was reading about the protein and just the, the native weeds and stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. So I, I tried that one year on uh, about an acre with the food plot that you set over. Mm-hmm. So, like, pretty much the uh, the west side of it, I just let it grow up into grass. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when every, especially early, you wouldn't believe most of the deer was eat, eaten in that just, oh, just yeah. the natural forage yep. there, you know. Yep. And I was like, that's pretty interesting because I'd read a little bit about natural forage on how a lot of the stuff has a lot of higher proteins than what they can get that year, mm-hmm. you know, at that time. Yep. And it, it seemed to work pretty good, but once that time where everything goes to seed, it's done. Yeah. You know? As you get later into the year, that's when the the stuff that we're planting comes yeah, into play. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And there's, I think they say, independent on your soil conditions and the rainfall and all that, you can get anywhere from like, what was it, 4,000 to, I forget how many tons of forage you could get per acre offhand. But it's a considerable amount. Like, it's it's comparable to a decent food plot mm-hmm. you can get from natural browse if you, you know, if you do it right and you have a good year. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they'll, that's stuff they know, yeah. too. So, like, they're going to go to that first. Yeah. Especially early season through even parts of November a lot of times, yeah. you know. So, the other night when we went coyote calling, uh, we went up to the one farm where Dad killed the, the 200. Mm-hmm. And when we walked out and I showed you that one food plot, mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow. Just the week before, it was still standing. Yeah. And there's been that many deer that has moved in there. Yeah, it was almost nothing when it we was, were there. It was like a hog lot, <laughs> yeah. you know. And they were pulling up the roots and eating. The oh yeah, turnips and stuff. It was the week before I told Dad. I was like, man, it was a, it was a turnip up there, like size of a volleyball, you mm-hmm. know. And Dad's like, oh yeah, there's some big turnips out there. And I was gonna actually show you that turnip that night because I don't know if Dad pulled it or what, but it was just laying there. Mm-hmm. But when we came out, I was like. There's just mud here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it low, did. You know? And yep. I was like, holy cow, man. They, Dad said, in the last week, he said, they just been a big herd move in. Yeah. The off season is upon us, and we all know that the path to success next season starts now. 
To consistently harvest mature bucks, you need to make the most of the upcoming months. And to do that, you need a solid plan. That's where we can help. If you guys want to improve your property to reach its full potential for wildlife, reach out to us about a consultation. We'll spend time getting to know your property and your goals for your deer herd and use that knowledge to develop a wildlife management plan that will help make the most out of the ground that you have. You can contact us through our website or social media to get started today. I talked about it a little bit, I think, last Friday. I'm going to do... I'm going to start everything that I'm going to plant this year in clover mm-hmm. just in case we don't get the rain in the fall. But if it looks like we're going to get the rain in the fall, I'm still going to try to do the brassicas. And the reason I like them so much is because if we do get a harsh winter, they're going to hit those earlier. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't, it stays mild and the clover would stay green. This time of year, which I think gets overlooked a lot because you can't hunt it, but it's really important for the health of them, is like like that plot you're talking about, they're going to hammer it if it's there. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's the reason I like the brassicas so much in yeah. at least part of my food plot program, you yeah. know. Yeah, I think I think a mix of brassicas, uh, you know. I yeah. Mean, I, I have. So the first year I planted a turnip mix in that spot, the deer didn't hardly touch them. Mm-hmm. And the next year they ate them a little bit more, and then now they just they devour yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've heard that over some over time, and some people's like, yeah, they first when you first plant it, you're like, man, this 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 ain't no good, you know. But if you plant it again and again, they'll, they'll finally they'll just get to they where start they to figure it, it out, yeah. yeah. And then while well, you think about it, if they, they don't figure it out the first year, maybe they start to the second year. Well, then those fawns figure it out, mm-hmm. and then a couple of generations down the line, it's just yeah. normal for them. Yeah, and then one thing, and I've I've said this probably two or three times on the podcast is. You, you plant your brassicas, but you throw kale in there mm-hmm. in early season, they're going to go through there and they're going to eat every bit of that kale out of there before they touch anything else. Yeah, yep. And <clears throat> I get, it is a form of brassica, I think. It is, yeah. You know, yep. but, but, boy, it seems like they hit it early really, really good. That's one thing we like about that inner sanctum that Grandpa Ray has is it's it's clover. and It might have alfalfa in it, and then it's got kale. And the kale even, like if you want to plant it in the fall, takes the browse pressure off, similar to like the chicory does in our blend. Mm-hmm. Takes some of the browse pressure off, but like you said, they'd come out there and eat that stuff. And we got yeah. quite a bit of video of them out there just eating that kale, big old, like a vacuum, just yeah, sucking that yeah. big old leafy I, I stuff sit, down. I was sitting there watching them one evening, and I'm like, this is like a biological commercial. Right it there. is. You know, because yeah. they have the big old leaves sticking out of their mouths, uh-huh. you know, and stuff. And then they just fold it down and, and eat it down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I do like that about in that blend is the the kale and the clover seems to pair really well together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the kale seems to have some stand power through the frost even. It does, yeah. They'll still eat it where if the clover goes dormant, you're still gonna have something. Yeah, if you can if they don't eat it all, I mean it works pretty mm-hmm. good. This this year was <clears throat> dry and and a lot of plots I, I don't think they made it over six inches tall. Yeah. You know, mine didn't. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. I mean, yep. anything, anything that was green that had water, you know, boy, they were just. Oh, yeah. I mean, I replanted three times a couple of them. And it just yep. got to where, like, man, I'm, I'm too late now, yep. you know. I did the same thing. And the little bit that did come up, they just obliterated it. Because oh, yeah. it was all that was there yeah. at a certain point, yeah. just because it was so dry. But, yeah, I mean, it, we just, even in October, November, we didn't have a lot of rain this year. No. All the way, really, even through December, we right. didn't have a bunch. We didn't have a first. I mean, we had a couple of days where it rained decent, but like, what was it? Early part of the year, or first part of the year, we had 
that week where it rained, yeah. like finally caught us up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the pond over there at the cabin, I mean, it is as low as I ever remember it. Yeah. We got all that rain. It brought it up a little bit. It's still low, low. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're still behind. Yeah. Yeah. My pond's probably about three foot down, probably still. Yeah. Yeah. We, we sank some stovepipe in it for catfish to stay in because mm-hmm. they claim that if you have channel cat, they won't spawn in a in stagnant water unless you give them somewhere to do it yep. and then a certain number of them will so we sunk these stovepipes for that well they were halfway out of the water this year yeah and they were three four foot deep some of them mm-hmm. yeah yeah they they will spawn in that I've, I've seen some ponds that's had some stuff in it some structure that yeah that they've raised in there you know right right uh that second deer you shot he was what did you figure eight nine and a half he was nine and a half year old buck uh George had more history with him than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started sending me pictures and stuff like that, and uh, we got to figure, and, you know, we knew he's an old deer because I had some pictures of him that week <clears throat> and the week before, and uh, we was pretty sure what deer he was. And when he was when he was a five-year-old, he was a stud. Yeah. I mean, he was a stud at five. And uh, I don't think we had him at six. We had him at seven and eight, and then this mm-hmm. year I, they, I killed him. I'm pretty, pretty sure he was a nine-year-old. But uh, that deer, actually, I, I honestly, I did that deer a favor. I mean, I'm filming everything like that. You can't tell that he's ran down real bad. Right. But Yeah, he doesn't look all that bad no, he on don't. camera. But uh, when I, even when I shot him, I didn't think he was really ran down that bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started tracking a deer. <clears throat> and me and George is like he looked at my my bolt and he's man it don't look very good it almost looked like gutty mm-hmm. you know and I was like I don't stink you know or anything you know and I was like well I know I I said I know I double lunged him I said it, it was a little bit high but I said it was definitely double lungs yeah and uh, we started tracking and he's like man the blood just don't look that good you know. Well, he got in there and he tried to run through a an automobile tree, and that's where he was. <laughs> yep. He was hung right, standing, right, almost standing up, you know. And uh, we get up there, and, and and he actually had some infection coming out of his nose, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if he's he may have been one hundred and fifty pounds, you yeah. know. And George is like, oh, man, you did him a favor, mm-hmm. you know. He yeah, he wasn't going to make it. Wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And we got to looking and. and you know, he, he actually was missing his front bottom, which, I don't know, top, but right. his bottom teeth up front, they were pretty much all gone. Mm-hmm. And then on the sides, it was weird because I ended up boiling him, and his gums, his teeth were actually, his gums were gone, whereas you see all of his roots pretty well. Yeah. And he was down to, I mean, he was, he was, he was pretty, Pretty right. well wore down. Oh, his last know. last year. Yeah, you know, and and we had George had a couple pictures of him earlier this year, and I mean he was he was beefed up pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's injury or old age, and just got his immunity right. was bad, and but uh, yeah, he was he was infected pretty bad. Yeah, yep, so. and yeah, he like he said, you probably ended up doing him a favor. He's probably not making it making yeah. it through the winter in that kind of condition and that's just another one of those things we were talking about earlier like yeah. there's so many things out there that can kill them especially yeah like it's so rare to see them at 
over seven years old. That's seven years old, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Over that is so rare. It is. And that's part of the reason why. You know, and a lot a lot of people, you know, I mean, like, so their goal for a year is, is to see one or two mature deer. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people actually don't get to see that. Right. You know, a lot of people think they've seen mature deer and, and they're like, when they actually see one, they're like, oh my gosh, that's like a Brahma bull standing there, you know. Right. And, you know, with our ground, the way it's managed and everything, if we hunt two or three times and, and usually don't see a five or six year old deer, you know, something something's up, you right. know. Uh, yep. But every year, shed season, we pick up a few deadheads uh, because... It's just they just don't make it through the winter. Something you know they're old enough, or yep. you know something happens, and but yeah, usually they're a bigger, older deer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's shed hunting coming up here. Which when do you normally like to start shed hunting? Because I actually had another picture, a different deer that had shed when I was going through those cards today. Mm-hmm. So I got two pictures now, at least the deer that have dropped both sides. But when do you try to start usually? Uh, I'd, I'd say like 25% of them is probably lost right now. Yeah. Uh, I usually go the last two weeks of February. Yeah. And, uh, uh but I, I watch my cameras. Yeah. You know, and I got them on the food. Right. And when they start. You can start seeing them. Yeah. Uh, there's some spots, you know, that we, we try not to get in and, uh, just try to let them shed before we get in there and try to push them out. But mm-hmm. people, you know, I mean. Keeping people off your shed hunting is a lot harder than keeping oh, people gosh, off your yeah. deer hunting, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've had people ask to shed hunting. I mean, we don't care a lot of right. times, you know. But uh, I shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. No, no <laughs> I mean, like a lot of times I'll, I'll tell them, you know, hey, after my, my boy gets in there, because that's what my son and one of his buddies, they love shed hunting. Yeah. You know, and and. 90% of the time, you only find half the side, so the other side's got to be somewhere right. around there, you know? Right. You know, and I, I found them, you know, half mile, mile apart before, yeah. you know? Yep. But, yeah, March, March usually is going to be your best month. That's uh, usually what I shoot for, because yeah. where I go, I like to walk at once mm-hmm. and have a pretty good, like, by March first week into the first week of March, I'm pretty sure most of them have dropped. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like I can walk at once and be pretty confident that if it was there, like, I either just missed it or it wasn't there. Yeah. You know, they didn't drop on me, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that's... Last year, they held late. It's later than usual. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of deer still carrying almost in April mm-hmm. last year. And I really thought we'd find a bunch of old sheds this year, and we still could. I mean, I, I made one circle the other day. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and pulled a blind out of that where that three-year-old had already lost that half rack one yeah yeah and i pretty much combed that woods and i mean he could have lost it in there easy enough but right i didn't see it you know yeah but there was a there was a lot of sign in there and that's that's another reason i shed hunt mm-hmm. it's just to see the sign and and honestly i i picked out a tree on the south side to have a different wind to hunt that in there and just mm-hmm. from what i watched the deer this year moving around and yep. my crops are going to change so i'm going to have to adjust a little bit on that so yep. i've already picked a tree out and pretty much see what i've got to cut and i'll probably i'll probably do that in the next two or three weeks honestly just yeah. get everything cut right you know that's something that we talked a lot about with um i don't remember if it was a friday episode i did but then austin stone was back on and we talked a lot about the postseason scouting thing mm-hmm. 
when you're getting out there shed hunting, even in March, where green up hasn't started yet, mm-hmm. you can still see so much. Oh, yeah. Rubs and even scrapes that were probably active back in October and November, the ones you would want to right. know where they're at, right? And then trails, too. You can see trails right now so easy yeah. when you're walking out around there. And yep. you figure out where deer are moving that maybe you didn't realize or potential stand locations, places to put cameras. Like, I got a couple places I'm going to put cameras next year just based on what I've already seen pulling them this year. Yep. Walking around a little bit. Like, yep. I went and pulled cameras, all my cameras, and I walked out of my way a little bit just to walk through because I knew at one place one had dropped at least. So I didn't like comb through everything, but I went a little bit out of the way uh, on both places and just saw some things that mm-hmm. little notes for next year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that place, I was actually kind of shocked. I seen that deer in there cause it's not too far. It's actually, it, it's actually connected by fields to some of the property we got. And, uh, this is a piece I picked up a few years ago and, uh, there's no food there. I mean, I, I haven't got the access to, it's a permission piece of ground. Right. Basically. And I haven't got really the access to, or permission to put the food there. Yeah. Not on that piece of ground of his. And, uh, so I was really kind of surprised to see him in there cause all the foods a half mile or so West. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when he went in there, there, there wasn't any fresh sign. Them deer, most, all those deer have moved. They're yeah. gone. They're, they're over West. By the food. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's something that we're talking about with shed hunting too. Even having your late season food, like if you're if you want to find the sheds from your deer, and you got the food in the late season, that's as good a way as any to up your odds of them dropping oh, on you. Yeah. You know, because yeah, there's generally, like you're saying, it'd be odd for that deer to be staying over there. Generally, they're staying pretty close to the food now they too, because yeah. they don't want to have to go that far. No, they don't. A lot of times, uh, they don't want to have to burn the energy getting there. Right. You know. Because that's the whole idea is to conserve energy and then eat to stay warm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, that's, you know, I'm excited about getting out there now. I really, really want to go. Mm-hmm. There's there's several st- several of them still carrying right now. Right. But, right. And then, like I said, just, I just don't want to blow them all out right now. But Yeah. Give them a little more time. Yeah. Yeah. We could just, I mean, yeah, I could go in there and probably pick up a couple sheds, you know. I mean, I did pick up one the other day just driving back there. uh Oh, well, Dad and them, we ended up rabbit hunting in one little small spot back there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I drove back there and picked up a little three-point shed, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there, you can find sheds right now. I've seen, actually, there's been several people that sent me pictures of deer that's that's lost, and, and there's been a few guys finding some sheds and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you do got a spot that, you know, not everybody's supposed to be in, you know, it is good to wait. Cause yeah. Because you're going to, majority of the time, they'll, they'll be there. Now, when it starts warming up and they haven't shed, if you start getting them warmer days, those deer, they will pull out of there. Yeah. Um, they will. Yep. Uh, I've seen it happen a few times uh, on our ground where we would just be loaded with them, and then all of a sudden we're getting them 60-degree days. I mean, don't, it don't happen every year like that, mm-hmm. but they'll move. They'll just go ahead and just pull on out. Right. Well, they don't have a calendar. Right. You know, exactly. they don't realize yeah. it's only February 20th or whatever right. or, or March 4th. Right. Like, it starts warming up. If we get consistent warm weather for a little bit, it's yeah. like, hey, time to go somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's been six or seven years ago, but the second week of February, we started picking up sheds, and 
I don't know how many pair we found that year, but it was really, really cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, they seemed like they dropped early, and mm-hmm. they was all around the food. I mean, we just we picked up a bunch that year. Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps. And I, one thing I like about the shed hunting is picking up sheds from deer that I haven't seen. Yeah, you know. the new ones that moved yeah, in. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And usually every year we'll find we'll find some. Yep. You know? Yep. And then, like I said, you just. Then you just you just don't know what you're gonna find, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like some of the cameras that I I pulled that that weren't cell cameras this year. I'm looking at, I'm like, oh man, I never even knew that deer was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah where'd he come from? Yeah, and then a lot of them were in there deep, or some of them I just, I mean, I had cell cams there, but it was back in a pocket maybe yeah. or something, you know, where I didn't want to go all the way back there to that spot, mm-hmm. and. Never had a picture of that deer on anything else, but I had pictures of him back there. Right. You know, and he was, most of the time, they're just deer that's kind of passing through during the rut. Yeah. But, yeah, there was, there was a couple of deer. I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd known he'd been there, you know. I mean, <laughs> right. Might have went in there and hunted him. Yeah, you know, and that that's the thing, too, is just sometimes, sometimes I, I won't, I know I won't, but sometimes you just want to put the cell cams up mm-hmm. and just hunt. And just go, yeah. And but I know I won't. They're a blessing and a curse, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, I let yeah. it keep me from going a lot of times. I, yeah, it it helps me to go other times. But then a lot of times, like if there's nothing happening on the cell cameras, I'm like, I'm just not. I'll go somewhere else yeah. if I'm gonna go, or maybe I'll just stay in and not go, get something else done. Mm-hmm. You know, when in reality. There could be a 180-inch deer walking right behind the camera, yes. you know, because yes. they only see, like, you know, this much yeah. in one direction. Exactly. You know, yeah. there's there's so many different places that deer could go, but yep. it, it's like in our mind, I got this camera placed perfectly, and if they're in there, they got to go in front of it, you <laughs> yeah. know, and yeah. then they just don't always. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I've, I've found that out from over the years, you know, like if I do have a cell cam out, I'll have a couple just regular cameras in the vicinity, you know, and there'll be a lot of times I'll get pictures of bucks that are just over just a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, I should have been there, yep. you know. And and this year, which I've got, you'll probably get a more barrage of pictures here for long, because i got <laughs> like six more cameras to yeah. go and pull. Hey, everybody, I appreciate you tuning in for another episode. If you don't already... Go over to Instagram and Facebook and give us a follow at Ridge Hunter Outdoors. We also have a private Facebook group called Ridge Hunter Nation where you guys can have some input on the show. You can ask us questions. You can ask upcoming guests questions. You can tell us who you want us to have on and what you want us to talk about. And on top of all that, just use it as a regular hunting group. Share your stories, your success, pictures, your failures, whatever it is. That's all at Ridge Hunter Nation on Facebook. Our website is RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. That's where you're going to find more info on the consulting and management services that we provide. We also have the podcast posted on the website with some other content as well. And we have our merchandise and our food plot seed. And if you find any of that stuff that you want, make sure you use the discount code RHOPOD. That's all caps, no space. And you get 10% off your entire order there. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that lets you do so, make sure you rate and review. That helps us and give us a follow there too. YouTube, our channel is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. You can subscribe to that, hit the notification bell so you know when everything comes out. The podcast will be posted there, as is our Fall Pursuit show, which we'll have more of coming up next season. You guys can go back and rewatch everything 
that we did this year. We had 10 episodes on that. We're hopefully going to do some turkey hunting this spring. And, of course, we'll have all our off-season content on YouTube as well. So thanks to everybody who already does follow and subscribe. If you don't, make sure you go do that. Now let's get back to the episode. Everything I've pulled from the 9th to the 14th was just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's when it really happened this year. Yep. And then my second time was right before Thanksgiving for about four days. Mm-hmm. And it was just buck after buck after buck again at that time. Yeah. And then were the two times this year that, I mean, just every buck that I thought was there was was daylighting at that time, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, it, I mean, they was bucks chasing. I had like 25 bucks one day on that one camera chasing. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, crazy. They were running everywhere in there, you know. Yep. I got a... crazy. I'm going through all the cell cameras now and pulling the cards, putting them on the computer, mm-hmm. the pictures. And, you know, sometimes, like, I forget which cameras it is, but they'll, like, send a couple of the pictures, but they might take more than they send. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Spy points are... And then, like yeah, yep. And then, like, obviously the resolution's better on all of them, so I can mm-hmm. see more. Like, there was a deer that was up on the North Farm this year that he was probably four, but I just... That's part of the reason I didn't hunt him because I thought if I did go, I might shoot him. Yeah. And I think he'll be, he's got the potential to be a really, he's not going to be real high scoring, but he's a cool deer because he's mm-hmm. real tight racked, real tall eight pointer. And he's never going to be like real special score wise, but I think at five and a half, like he could be super tall, mm-hmm. still real tight rack probably, but he comes way in, you know, one of those deer. Mm-hmm. But I had pictures of him that I didn't get in HD or that I did and then I got the other two obviously on the card because there's a three picture burst I'm like man he looks pretty good yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. but I'm I'm somewhat glad that I didn't go hunt him because yeah. then if he, he'll be five and a half next year and he could be really nice yeah. cool deer you know and but yeah I'm, I'm going through and doing all that right now so when I get that done I'll go through and kind of look at the dates and everything like I'm separating everything out but I would guess that mine are going to show pretty similar to that. Yeah. Because th- off the top of my head right now, when you talked about around Thanksgiving, I remember thinking today on a few of the buck pictures I saw that they were all right around like 24th, 25th, 26th, yeah. 27th, somewhere in there, you know. Yeah, I I went through and was like pretty much, I was going through kind of like category, categorizing everything, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like, what stands were hot at this time and here and what bucks were here, where were they daylighting the most and everything mm-hmm. and just trying to trying to figure out for next year. Yep. And uh there was there was a few days I was in the wrong county, I could tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it happens. And, you know, you you just said it a second ago about your your cell cams. I do the same thing. I pull the card at the end of the year, the ones I take down, I put in there. And uh, one of the nicer bucks that I've got a picture of this year, I never got that picture, mm-hmm. you know. And I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, he was a stud, you yeah. know. And I never got, I never knew I had him. I had one like that last year. It was like the 20-something to the December, late December. He was chasing like two or three does through there, like 150-inch deer. Mm-hmm. Never got the picture of him. Never knew he was there. That's the only picture I ever got yeah. of him. But like ah, 15 yards in front of my stand, you know. Yeah. Doesn't mean I would have killed him, but right. I might have went and hunted him. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Might have gave me a little bit of reason to go in the late season. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's this deer here. He was he was a late season deer, so I mean he he might have been killable, you know. Right. So. Yep. Yep. 
that's another thing that starts now is the like when you go through all your trail cameras and stuff that's just another thing to build towards next year oh yeah like with your postseason scouting yeah. that may be what i talk about tomorrow on the yeah. for friday's episode so, yeah i was i was kind of not really doom and gloom for next year you know <laughs> right I, and you know believe me I, I i get to hunt more deer than most people get to hunt and uh but i didn't think we was gonna have the a good number of bucks to to hunt next mm-hmm. year and uh after I started going through cameras, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for next year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You got yeah. some that are should be really nice. Oh, man. That, that, yep. that one camera I pulled, I kept sending you pictures. I was like, man, there, these, mm-hmm. there were some studs in there. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. I mean, some big, big mature deer. Yeah. You know. I think I paid for last year, this year, because I had a handful of really nice deer that I was able to hunt on the two properties that, again, are not that big. But there were so many deer that I would have shot. Mm-hmm. last year and ended up getting to shoot a couple of them but this year it was like early i had you know three or four deer that pretty nice that i would have shot but gosh by the middle of november it was just like pfft, yeah dead yeah. you know so i think i paid for last year a little bit this year so i'm looking forward to getting a start on next year and seeing what's going to be around because there were still were some younger bucks that i think mm-hmm. could be decent like that one four and a half year old i was talking about and then mm-hmm. Hopefully the shed buck's still out there somewhere, right. you know. Who knows what he could be at six and a half. So there's there's one thing I'm going to do this year is I'm going to be a little more aggressive. I'm mm-hmm. going to go in a little deeper and hunt this year. Yeah. And uh, I think I miss out quite a bit. Um, so there's I've I've been lo- I've been looking at a couple spots where I'm pretty sure I could get in there deep and not not really hurt it too much. Right. And hopefully that first set or something, mm-hmm. I, I get a good one. Yep. But there's a couple spots that, well, the last two years I've looked at them and I'm like, I need to be here because I am missing out. Oh, yeah. One of the main areas during this rut where every buck's coming through here, mm-hmm. you know, just from cameras and stuff like that. And I don't go in there because it's, it's not the walk that bothers me. It's the... 300 yards of timber that i have to go through you yeah. know yeah and it's one of them things i'm just gonna have to get up real early and just go in there and set it's yep. probably be an all-day set yep you know i've got some areas like that that's like i'm i kind of get caught in i want it to be perfect like i don't want to i want to have the wind just be solid not giving up anything mm-hmm. but there's places that i really need to be like you're not always going to be able to have everything, you know what I right. mean? Like you might have to give them somewhere. Right. And then just like the risk reward thing. Yeah. Maybe they get down with me and bust me, but maybe they come on this side of me and I can kill them. Yeah. You know, it's places I, like you're talking about, like really good spots where I need to be mm-hmm. probably that it, like this year, especially I just kind of stayed out of for different reasons. And uh, like you said, if you got to go in there early or, or whatever and yeah. just sit all day yeah. and maybe it's that first time. Yep. But, you know, it's like, I forget who was saying it, but when that buck gets up and walks, no matter where the wind's out of, how many trees are on the upwind side of him that you could be sitting and killing? Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I've, I've went through and, <clears throat> and of course, one spot, there's not anything where I want it to be. <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> and then another spot, you know, I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's like this tree's like, glowing you know like <laughs> yeah. i should have been there right. you know just sun rays coming down yeah, on it. Yeah. so i'm like man I'm, I'm there next year you uh-huh. know and uh you know, just 
I, I really think during the rut, everything comes comes through there. Now, I'm going to kill one direction. Right. But I'm just killing one direction. And, mm-hmm. and getting in there in the morning, you know, if I'm going to kill him, I think I'll kill him when he's coming back from the food. Exactly. And if it works out, it's going to be good. You yeah. Know? I yep. mean, but there's a lot of, lot of our stands and stuff like that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see good deer. We'll mm-hmm. see big deer sometimes, you know, and, but are we going to get that shot? You yeah. know, uh, right. You know, sit, sitting over the food, you know, sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm probably going to see a really good deer sometime or another, you know, but am I going to get that shot? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's, it's like, I need to get back in there and try to find where, if I can cut him off. Get him funneled down a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and then I've got another spot this year where basically I'm going to go in there and I I found a funnel and I I found basically from watching them this year and stuff, what they done. And uh, basically I'm going to go in there and I'm going to lay down I'm going to hinge cut a row about 60 yards mm-hmm. and basically lay everything down where a deer won't walk through it. And I'm going to put my stand at the end of it mm-hmm. and I'm going to make them come around it yeah. and make them to where they really, they are they're not going to prefer to go through that thick stuff when I'm going to give them a real good area mm-hmm. to come out front. And hopefully, hopefully that, that'll help. Yep. You know. Yeah. I think that's, that's something you can do. And what I'll tell people a lot of times is, or like if we go do a consultation or something and the guys want to know about that, is like you can't generally take a deer, if he wants to be on this side of your 80-acre property, you're not going to make him go over here. Mm-hmm. But if if you can make it easier for him to go 60 yards in one direction, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, you can... They're still going to do what they want to do. You mm-hmm. can't force them out of that to an extreme. But if you can make it easier for them, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, they're going to take that. Now, there's going to be the one time out of ten where he does something stupid that you didn't think it would do. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But you can set things up like that, like yeah. what you're talking about, and have a lot of success oh, yeah. just helping them, funnel them where you want them to go. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. use it, you know? Yeah. As we, long as it's close enough to where they want to be anyway. Exactly. You know, we'll have, say we have a big hinge cut where the does are at, you know, I've always got, usually got one or two stands on either side mm-hmm. and, and it's usually 40 yards out. And if you can slip in there and get in there, a lot of times that buck, he'll walk that whole outside of that hinge cut with that wind blowing to him. Mm-hmm. And he's just hint checking that whole thing down through there. Yep. And. Well, I mean, that's a good place to kill a deer. I yeah. mean, you basically made him do, you know, what you wanted him to yeah. do, you know, basically, yep. you know. Because like a lot of our hinge cuts, you know, I mean, there'll be a rough draw that goes up through there. Well, a lot of times he's going to cruise that edge with on the mm-hmm. downwind side. If you can get back hopefully far enough, you know, mm-hmm. to where you can catch him doing that cruising, you, you can kill him that away. Yeah, you know? for sure. Well, you got anything else you want to hit before we get out here? We had a lot of stuff tonight. Nope, I'm excited for next year, really. Yeah. This is one of the first years. It's been a long time since I've actually had a, a pretty exciting year, really, where yeah. I just can't wait for next year. Yeah, we talked about 
well, a couple episodes of Nate and Blake, and then I think on the campfire episode, how this is the first year I've been as excited as I am this early for the mm-hmm. next season. And a lot of it has to do with the filming and stuff. It was yeah. a ton of fun this year, yeah. I thought, and that's got me excited for next year and mm-hmm. what's going to be bigger and better and how we can make it better Right. and just seeing what's going to come back and, and what we can get on video and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I think it'll be fun. So I got another question. Is uh, Uncle Jeff settled down, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know him as well as I do. <laughs> uh, you know him as well as I do. <laughs> But no, I'm I'm ready for next year. I'm ready to, I'm I'm pretty much uh, a solo hunter, but I'm I'm ready to kind of just maybe like start doing a little bit of a group hunt and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, yep. and make it more fun. That's what's made it as fun as anything for me this year, because like mm-hmm. before, I'd pretty much going by myself, you know, and and just going, but getting to hunt with Nate and Blake and Jeff and and mm-hmm. Dad a little bit this year and everybody, and then just even. Even though we didn't hunt together, but like going out and, yeah. and hunting there, like yeah. that's yeah, it's mean, fun. It adds an element to it. I, I know what you mean too, because you know you go you go to a spot, a new spot, and mm-hmm. and like where I killed that last buck. Yeah, I knew that buck was there, but also I was sitting there thinking, what else is going to pop out here? Right, because I know there's big deer here. <laughs> right, so you got that. Uh-huh. Like, man, what's gonna come just out? at any second? What's what's gonna come out yep. here? You know, yep. and that's what makes it exciting too, for sure. You know, yep. But that sounds like a good place to leave it. All right, for tonight. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming in, making the drive down or over. I <laughs> know it ain't that far, but no problem. You got to work in the morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, wow. I'd be coyote hunting right now. For <laughs> so. so I'm taking away from your coyote hunting. Nah, <laughs> I need a break every now and then. Yeah, that's right. Keep it fresh. I took about a week off, so yeah. Yeah. Probably itching to get back after them, huh? Yeah, tomorrow night. There you go. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one.